0: Hey, Steve! Hey, Chris. What did you think of I Am Setsuna? I, you know what? I kind of really love it. Really love it? Even really though you, it. you, you, you got, you stopped at like a year ago and then just uh, beat it recently.
1: Yeah. Well, for one, it <laughs> was good enough that I literally, I think I, I was, uh, 15 months. I had it, I put it down for 15 months, and, and the reason I put it down is I was very near the end of the game, and we can talk about exactly why this all came about, but I basically figured out that I was going to need to grind up a few levels, and so I put it aside, and then I think it was, like it was in a September when I stopped playing. And so I got hit with a wave of games. Yeah, probably I, a
0: new Destiny expansion or a new... Yeah, it would have been the last Destiny expansion and then...
1: Right. Yeah, so and then, and then, I, got hit, and then I got hit and then it was after that then near Automata and Horizon Zero Dawn. And yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda.
0: So all this stuff just hit and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, and I'm
1: now, playing this game. And then by the time I get through, I, I work through all of that, Now we're already talking about more than six months since I had, you know, I had been like, okay, I need to grind it. And so it just really took a lot of effort to be like, okay, I'm going to finish it. And it's because I liked the game so much that I I went and and made sure that I finished it.
0: Now, you said you needed to grind. And why is that?
1: That is because I missed out on on a very crucial part of the battle system
0: <laughs>
1: that I just wasn't clearly... Ex- I've seen this other ways. It wasn't really clearly explained in the game. It was not. And so while I was... I think I did a really good job of learning how to use the various techs and combos in the in the battle system. Very, if you haven't played the game, it's very Chrono Trigger-esque. Yeah. Where you have... A, everyone learns, learns different techniques, and then you, you pair and mix and match... And you get combo attacks and triple attacks. And some of them are very powerful and very effective in battle. Um,
0: But the funny thing is they can be even more powerful if you learn how to use momentum.
1: Yes, This is
0: something very poorly – like it's in the tutorial section of the game in like that first little forest area where you got to save the girl from the bear thing. But they give you like a text text screen – That's like when the screen flashes, hit the Y button or something like that. And there is a very brief moment in which there's some sort of a lightning flash. And there's even a sound audio cue. But it's very, like, low-key. And in any other game, like, if you've ever played, like, a Super Mario RPG and they're running through the tutorial, they actually stop the battle and say, now is when you want to hit the button.
1: Right. And And they they force you to do it to continue the game.
0: And I Am Setsuna never does it. So there's actually a number of people that I've seen feedback from where they don't understand how momentum works or they don't even know about momentum. They're having a rough time with it. Even like I sent you a a YouTube link to a guy that explains it and he said the first time he did the first boss, he barely survived. And this means that there's a whole bunch of people playing this game that are missing out on what is essentially the core – Battle mechanic and also impacts things such as additional materials you pick up in order to sell and obtain Knight. which knight is kind of like – again, like Chrono Trigger, there's text, but it's more like materia from Final Fantasy VII. And
1: that that also probably limited me from learning certain texts because I never got – momentum kills, so I never picked up specific items, and so I was never able to sell yep. those items to so the magic guild to learn... For
0: some characters, it's also easier to get certain elemental kills using uh, some of your no. Um Not always. Like, a lot of times their weapons will just be imbued with it, with it I think. But... Typically, that's what I found, was it's like, oh, I want to get this kind of a kill, so I'm going to use, like, fire kills, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, so I'm going to use fire and hit the momentum with Kerr, and it makes it easier. And you also get, like, stacks. You you get um, stacks of them, so you get, like, overkill, you get momentum kill, you get uh, fire kill. Right,
1: where with some of the text I was using towards the end of the game, I would, you know, I would get a lot of those things... Um, you know, I'd get a elemental kill, a status kill, an yeah. overkill, all, all at the same time, but I never would get the momentum kill. Um, so anyway, so, and I think that's, now that's something that's a little bit old school about this game, is there's not a lot of hand holding, right?
0: Yes, but a it could have used at least a little more. It could have used because it. it gives you like one text screen of information in order to figure a lot of stuff out, and one of those things that I didn't even realize is because it, all it tells you is if you get certain kinds of kills, you get more materials, but it doesn't necessarily explain that if you want to get certain like. Sp- I mean, it doesn't really need to, but something that I discovered late in the game Mm -hmm. is, okay, I want to get something like, say, the Water Shield Sprit Knight. Why? Because there's an optional boss that uses a very powerful water attack at the very beginning, can totally wipe your party out. So I'm going in, and, oh, I need more of this material, or how, how do I get more of this material? You go through this really long list in your Snow Chronicles in the menu... And you might get to know what kind of species or class of creature you need to kill, but you don't necessarily know where to go to right. find it. Um, so it turns into this major grind fest where if you want to get just the right sprint Knight to get yourself battle ready. Yeah. Or in my case, like, I really wish I was able to get Haste too, because having Eterna cast Haste is very useful but it can only seem it only seems to hit one person at a time no matter how close together my units were it never ever activated on more than one person and i think it describes itself as activating on all allies nearby right and that's some of
1: the some of the attacks get a little bit you almost don't you get a little nervous about using certain moves in battle so like because of right the activates on on all users, so this is an, another little quirk of the game, is much like Chrono Trigger, your characters get positioned around the battlefield, but you don't have any control of where they're positioned. Yep. So you might have, for example, um, one of the healing spells is heals everyone near the, the target character. So you might be in a great position where you can use this healing spell um, and heal everybody, and then you do an attack and now that just moved one character slightly out of position because of the attack you did. Yep. And now the healing spell doesn't work anymore.
0: Yeah, or at least not as effectively.
1: Well, right. It doesn't um, work on all three. Now it only works on two out of three characters. Yeah. yeah.
0: That That's something to keep in mind. I actually kind of like that kind of decision yeah, making. No, I think it was kind of um, cool.
1: Sometimes but, it was tough in a, in a boss fight where you have to weigh, uh, do I do this powerful attack that I know is going to move my character out of position or do I yeah. focus on healing or...
0: And it especially makes you think about, like, one of the reasons I always kept Cyclone on Ender is because um, it knocked enemies back. Right. And so I do combinations, especially for, like, the the, the explosive puffy guys that are always self-destructed no matter what. Um, I would use Cyclone, and then, if possible, I would have Eterna use Demi on one of them which would all, which would uh, pull all the other ones in close right. to make sure they were as far away from my guys as possible. Unfortunately, to use Demi, turna does need to jump forward uh, close to one of them. So, it's uh, it's it's a little mixed, but yeah, there's, no, there's, it, it adds an additional dimension to the combat.
1: Yeah, so there's I mean, like the combat was actually again even missing the whole momentum thing I think the combat was was reasonably deep for, you know, basically selecting attack, tech, item, uh, yeah. for each character. There there was a really a lot of a lot of depth. Um, some of the some of the the combos were really cool. My personal favorite is Frostwall. Did you use Frostwall at all? I did not. So Frostwall is a is a combo I believe Julianne and Ender get. Hmm. And it uh, absorbs all physical attacks up to a certain point. Um, so I think it takes a certain amount of damage. It doesn't last very long. But there are a couple boss fights that, without knowing what momentum was or other things, basically being able to to uh, to deflect to not take any physical damage and to then be able to heal up and other things was a lifesaver. Um,
0: no, that sounds that sounds uh yeah, it sounds like I could have used it actually. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, some of those fights do get uh, rather challenging. I'd say the only thing about momentum that it really did is, uh, especially towards the end of the game, you could get yourself into a lot of patterns so that combat was a lot easier. Like By the end of the game, I had Ender using Cyclone, um, Niter using, oh, I, forget, I think it's like Aerial, sh- not Aerial Strike, it's Wind Slash, which... Hits everyone in a straight line with a bit of generosity as to what straight line constitutes, and if any anyone else left remaining, I could have a turn to use um like some kind of a drop attack, and it's like I one round before anyone else struck, I was able to kill everything. Right? Yeah, like uh,
1: that's the uh, what mine uh, mine was. I I would just use the the combo, blow beat, blow back, blow beat.
0: Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because that would just most enemy groups it would just nuke them. And it might leave one straggler, but it would it would nuke most. But that people.
0: that would use a lot of magic points though. It did.
1: Well, my my strategy was I would like when I was working through the dungeons, I would basically when somebody ran out of MP, I would switch the party. So like I had uh, a
0: cuz every level every time someone levels up, they do restore MP. They're, right. Whether they're in your active combat party. Right, or exactly.
1: Not. So you could You could work through, you could deplete your MP just nuking every single group and then switch and then use something like Luminare every time with Setsuna until she runs out of MP. In the meantime, your other party is leveled up in the background, you switch back, and that's kind of how I grinded through the dungeon. I don't
0: know if that's how it's pronounced, but that's because when I was a kid I always read it as Luminaire, which is probably completely inaccurate too. Maybe there's probably no correct way to say it. It's just this really weird word luminaire, that luminaire, luminaire, I'm trying to think of how they would. Uh, I guess luminaire kind of makes makes more sense. I have no idea how they'd even say it in Japanese. Like I could see, uh, I could see both versions. I right. could see how they'd have a variant for both. Um, no, for um, but so so the, so so, the, so so the combat
1: we, we know we talked about uh, last time on the show we talked about sort of, you know, um, uh, remakes and other things and where I think the combat sort of started out as just a re-implementation of the Chrono Trigger combat system. Um, Between momentum, uh, the sort of the way they expanded the ability system with Sprint Knight and other things, It really was a lot of depth to it. Um, But what seems to be one of the more controversial aspects of this game is the the narrative.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. A lot of people seem to take umbrage with that. Well, I do think even mechanics-wise, because I think a lot of people are expecting something more, because it's chrono, I don't know, because this is kind of being built as the next Chrono Trigger. And Chrono right. Trigger is a game that a lot of people take near and dear to their hearts. And one of the reasons that I do think like personally, I do think at this stage, Chrono Trigger is probably the best su- uh, game SquareSoft made on the Super Nintendo. Um, the narrative isn't as strong as you get in a lot of respects to Final Fantasy VI, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but in other ways, it kind of is. It's I mean, really, it stands on very strong characters and a very strong concept. Like you're not fighting the big evil empire; you're fighting this. You're fighting fate is yeah. what it comes down to. And that makes Chrono Trigger this sort of really memorable... And it was a 40-hour game with a big narrative spanning right. across all kinds of set pieces. So it's this big game that has a lot to stand up to. And while I think I Am Setsuna does a pretty good job of taking inspiration from the combat, but taking... Reinterpreting it as its own thing, like you got yeah. text, you have a lot of the same concepts, but where Chrono Trigger leaned heavily on the different elements of magic, Time Sets in a really f- emphasized the momentum and what happens with that kind of a deal, and all right. the other things about it. Um, and for, and I think what a, how a lot of people will respond is. Because I am Setsuna is going to feel different in its combat and mechanics and everything, there is disappointment there. But I do agree with you. Yes, a lot of people have been very, very negative on the narrative, and I mean, what do you what what, what do you take from it? Like, what, so, do, you, what do you so? Take I from think I feel like I feel like
1: I have a hard time with it because I think it's one of those. Some of it is a have your cake and eat it too uh, scenario, where, and some of it is I think the game's own fault for the way it presents choice, in particular in the narrative. Um, so the, the story, I think the the story and the story concept itself is good, right? It's a it's it's a little bit Final Fantasy X. Yeah, you got a lot of the, the, the comparisons sacrifice, there. You know, except for you know in Final Fantasy X, spoiler alert. You don't know going in. Everyone else knows, except for you, that the summoner has to die. Yeah. Um, whereas with the with the sacrifice, so, no, it's just, right up it's right up front, in the front. Yeah. You have you have some similar character archetypes where you have. Um, You have uh, Nadir, who's this sort of grizzled old guy who's...
0: Old veteran, yeah. Old veteran, veteran. he's sort of With a big sword.
1: With a big sword. He's kind of, like, immediately struck me as Aran. But then there's no spoilers here at all. There's (laughs) another character in the party who actually maybe has more in common with Aran in some ways. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh,
0: We'll get to it later. We'll
1: get to that kind of stuff. Anyway. But... I think what really makes it work for me is the aesthetic of the game. Um, I love the soundtrack. Just absolutely, yep. like, I, I love the classic um, SNES-era RPG and, and PlayStation 1-era RPG soundtracks. There haven't been a lot of, with the exception of Final Fantasy XV, um, there haven't been a lot of soundtracks that have stood out to me in recent RPGs. Um and I think this one really, there are some great soundtrack moments and some stuff you'll be humming for
0: days. And, uh, and, and then the whole... I, I, I will, well, the thing that I'll add to it is I think what... Because I Am Set to know is a game that was clearly made on a budget. Right. And you're, you're right to say aesthetic because for me, I do love the Eternal Winter look to it. And I think the piano soundtrack is completely perfect for that. And you, you clearly they're able to save a lot of money recording on nothing but a piano. Right. But at the same time, the limitations of the old Nintendo and Super Nintendo and Genesis era is part of what made those soundtracks really stand out. And I think that's true here as well. At first, I thought it was a little... I guess it could say monotonous, because you have nothing but piano everywhere you go. Nothing but snow
1: everywhere you go.
0: <laughs> but they know how to leverage it, because, like, I feel like there is Kerr's theme. Mm. I, I guess that's how you pronounce his name. is Kerr, Kerr? Kier? I, I called him Kier. Kier. I said everybody's name wrong, though, so that's Probably. Probably. Uh, but his theme always seemed a bit more upbeat. Like there's always something like like it's definitely higher notes it's definitely got this nice mm-hmm. little uh cuz he's a kid. Right. He's a, he's a very mature kid but he's a kid. Um Julian's got a very honorable sort one. Of regal like, it feels sounding, yeah, it's yeah. just piano but it has a very regal like the queen has just walked yeah. into the room. Um and just the the, the different uh locations and there's two over there's definitely two different overworld themes yes the latter is much more somber and I always found myself enjoying the first one because it kind of sounds like a march in winter hmm um so it, that, that like that you can describe the soundtrack in such ways even though it's all piano like it it, it, it it's memorable you're right um
1: and it was funny what was, what was funny is. Uh, you know, I haven't played this game in, in a, you know, close to a year and a half and I turn it on and a lot of times my wife is sitting, she's doing something else or doing something while I'm playing a game and she's like, she's like, this music sounds so familiar, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, like, so, hey, <laughs> yeah, I say, go, go back a, a little over yeah. here, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I was, you know, even somebody who's just kind of been adjacent to the game a few times if there's something.
0: It, it, it's that iconic, yeah. Versus like the 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 overblown orchestral. We want to be Hollywood soundtracks of today. That there's so much right. of. Yeah, that's um, that's
1: where I think a lot of these games lose me. Is is right there. You go back, like you said, the the limitations of the chip tunes. It sort of it made you have to make something stand out. You have these thin, yeah. these melodies
0: and other things. It's also a difference in mixing, and I did observe this in one of my blog posts when discussing uh, presentation and what that does. Because, like with Chrono Trigger, for example, like they had limited mixing abilities too. Like they had fewer cha- audio right. channels. So when you had a sound effect, that sound effect was really loud, just like the music. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as a result, like, certain abilities had just a, a sense of power to them. That now we have superior mixing technology, as many sound channels as you could possibly want, right. just about. And everything's also kind of leveraging for voice acting as well. Which, did you play this with voice acting? Turned it off. I did as well. I, it, I, I was watching somebody's video and hearing the voice work, and it's like... I mean, it's not bad. It's just it feels wrong.
1: It just yeah, it totally felt. I exactly, it felt wrong. I, I started with the voices on, like no, no, we're turning the voices on. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> um, but, like normally for me, it's like a Japanese or English kind of a choice. But for, yeah. for this one, it's just like no, 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 we're going old school. Like no, no voice work. It's all in my head, and I liked it that way yeah. to the point that I can't imagine playing it with voices. It would feel wrong. Yeah, it, it um, would. Um, but I think. I don't know. It's it, it's, no, it, it's 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 a throwback. Though, but as I said, like what, one of the things that people loved about Chrono Trigger was you had um, the future. Like even though they're all the same world and they recycle right. the continents, they change the art assets. When you go uh, 400 years into the past, everything's a bit more cloudy and murky. Right. It's oh, darker. It's where
1: I mean, well, you go through, right. There's the future, which is post, which is post- completely wasteland, yeah. and there's the twelve thousand BC, which is like
0: the 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 floating, dinosaurs and everything. Oh no! There's the, before that is the dinosaur. Then there's the floating city. I think that's. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Twelve thousand. You said because that's the sixty five million BC. As I was thinking right. of. Yeah, the, the it is complete winter, but you have the 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 floating fortress. You're right, or the ocean palace. But, so you, you you have all of this, and yet here in I Am Setsuna, it is only winter, which means you have
1: snowy village, snowy village, icy caves, icy
0: caves, snowy forest. Um, there's one unique now that I think about it, the ice floats. Oh yeah, that passage. That's like the one unique because then even the ancient ruins get repeated like four times. Well then you well you get you get some
1: variations on it. Like you get. Um, Snowy desolated town, and you yeah. get snowy larger city. Uh, you know,
0: okay. you get. But regardless, it's like it, everything yeah. is a single sort of hue, and it, 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 I think it works in a lot of ways. But I can see where a lot of people would be complaining. The what? problem is again, like what I think it needed was more creativity. Like again, that ice flows section, even though there's nothing. That changed gameplay-wise. And maybe that's another thing that, they, that I could have right. used. Then again, here's my thing when it comes to uh, these old-school kind of RPGs. Dungeon design tends to be awful. And you need to go back and play a game like Wild Arms or Wild Arms 3. Play that and mm-hmm. get see what they were doing with the dungeon design. Because most of the time it's just branching paths. Right. Just... It's like, do you go this way and get a treasure, or do you go this way and follow the storyline and perhaps hit a door that locks behind you so you can't go back and get, get that treasure, treasure you just missed? Like, th- that, that that's JRP ju- dungeon design. That's what I am Setsuna's dungeon design is. Mm-hmm. And maybe if there was something like, oh, like, which float do you go on? Because other ones will be destroyed and um, yeah. stuff like that. Like, maybe they implemented something that way, but they don't. It's just another. Set yeah. of branching paths, just with a different look. But, at its defense as well, if I Am Setsuna had a more traditional approach, it would be getting dinged for having, you know, oh, we have to have the fire temple level. Right, we the have fire to have level, the jungle level, the water temple. And it's like, you want variety, but a lot of people would ding it because ugh. it's not always something different. And, and here, they, they they tried with an aesthetic. And see, and part of it is expectations
1: too, because I came into—I think I watched a trailer, and I said, "I love this music. It's supposed to be a good old school RPG. I'm gonna—I'm gonna try it out." Um, in fact, the review—I remember reading a review that wasn't particularly like got like a seven or something like yeah. that. But you know, but this sounds like something I want to play, and so it wasn't—it was in playing. That I'd sort of hit me. Oh, like this is very Chrono Trigger. Like, oh, this story is hitting some Final Fantasy ten beats. Like, oh, there's honestly, <laughs> there's, there's a little bit of Final Fantasy six twisted in there, maybe with the, the sort of the world of Ruin. Just you're living in the world of Ruin, maybe. almost. There's a I don't know, a little bit. But there's there's these different elements that to me, so I wasn't expecting Chrono Trigger. I wasn't expecting anything else. But instead, I was just sort of I you know. Pulled on my nostalgia a little bit when something, you know, when I got the, the uh, X Strike. Yeah. <laughs> or things like that where it, like, hey, X Strike. Like, it was like my favorite combo from the Chrono Trigger. Oh, I used I that up we, until the end, man, because you could get a lot of damage out of
0: that. I only wish I had Frog here with me. Uh, oh, well, she's got. Razor glass, glass to Frog. Razor Glass to Frog. You mean Glenn. Uh, well, the funny thing is, uh, right. Aterna's got the—they uh, look kind of like bear ears, but now that I think about it, they could look like frog eyes too. Hmm. And she is the one that you do the uh, the, the attack with. Actually, yeah, that's true. Um, there's actually a lot of callbacks to Chrono Trigger. Like Kir can get a wand that's called um, Luke—I think it's called like Luca's wand or something like that. Yeah, but It's a here. hammer. Um, so they have that in there. There's a Sprint Knight, I forget what it does, there's something called, um, or maybe it's a Talisman, called Frog Smash, or Frog Squash, right, Yeah. Frog in
1: Smash, reference yeah. to,
0: uh, a, a move in Kredos. So there's a lot of callbacks. Um, now before we get into really discussing the story, as someone that doesn't have something like a 3DS and doesn't compa- have those kinds of games to compare, where for you, you're always playing games at the console level price point. Except for maybe some Vita games, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I buy lots of games at the, on the console, not at the console price point, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, $40. When you play this game, does it feel like $40, or does it feel like that might be asking a bit too much?
1: Uh, I don't know. So I looked at, I looked at Lost Sphere
0: which is yeah. at 50 bucks. Which is at
1: $50 and that seemed like that seemed like too much right now. I feel like I feel like $40 was okay for I am Setsuna. Um I um again, I mean it's not it's it's not a short game. It's not a long game.
0: It's twenty hours, and honestly, we need more games at about like especially yeah. role playing games. We need more at about that length. Where and, it's not going to try and consume your life for eight thousand years. And that's that's kind of my
1: where I'm at too. Where I want to be able to to play a lot of games, uh, but I also I, again I, I love this sort of thing, and I specifically love this sort of thing. But again, when it doesn't make me spend. Fifty hours on it to finish the game, um, so I thought I thought forty dollars was all right. Um, I'm I'm waiting on Lost Sphere at this point. I think it also forty dollars was an all right price because it was it, it was something I needed at that point. You know what I mean? <laughs> that it's and so Some, now and sometimes so now,
0: you're looking for a specific thing,
1: right? And $40 yeah, it, isn't, it, it, seems like an okay price to pay for that thing. Whereas right now, having just gotten back to my I Am Setsune so and finished it, then looking at Lost Fear and saying, do I want to spend $50 on this? No, I just got my fix. Like, you know, come back later, pusher. and
0: <laughs> <laughs> Now, see, here's where I always get hung up on it. Because... In some way, because because the part part of the problem with this is trying to determine what a game is worth from a consumer perspective. You're you're usually judging by the most superficial aspects mm-hmm. and don't have the full picture. Like I remember thinking for a while Nintendo was crazy to release new Super Mario Bros. on the Wii and the Wii U at a full price, because it's like this is just a side scroller, but it doesn't go into all of the work that goes into testing these games, all the stuff left on the cutting room floor, and even how much effort it takes to make the enemies dance in time to the music. Stuff like that. Like, where, uh, there are certain right. beats where they'll do a little jig. Um, like, there's a certain level of polish that you don't notice or you don't take into account because it's like, oh, this is just a side-scroller. Clearly, isn't doesn't right. require that well. much work. and. It, And in a lot of ways it does. And I Am Setson is kind of the same way. You walk walk into a a house and there's all kinds of little details you can see and catch. I mean, it is a gorgeous game. They clearly did save money on assets and they saved money on uh, music without having to pay for a whole orchestra or a whole lot of stuff. They... Or just just the the, the the
1: time necessary to sample, run, sample everything and balance it. It's just,
0: right. And yet, at the same price on the Nintendo 3DS, you can get Bravely Default or Bravely Second. And these are games that have a lot more put into their presentation I feel like the mechanics are much more experimental and require a lot more balancing. They have greater stories. There's more to the assets. There's there's effectively more to everything. But it's the a handheld game. game. It is a handheld game. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm but that, to that your that's because 3ds games you don't really get them above forty dollars. Forty dollars right. is the price, and that's I guess what the market and you could look at it as what the market has determined is the well. Right and price. you're also I mean so. When
1: I now part of me maybe it, it it is superficial, but I'm thinking about so what. What is expensive from a game development? Like what are the things that require large teams of people versus small teams, um, or that require just specifically expensive things? So I think of when I'm thinking of something that is a full price game. Not that like I, I'm entitled to this, but I'm expecting things like voice acting. Right that
0: Which I am Setsuna has. And so does Bravely well, it's not Bravely fully second. it's
1: not fully voiced. Oh, like even villagers? Or Well just even as if I'm correct, the voices in I am Setsuda, like in conversations, it starts but it doesn't do the full conversation. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: I never got to hear it with voices, so I can't say that for certain. I'm I'm relatively sure but anyway, so I'm
1: thinking, right, I'm, thinking I'm thinking fully voiced. Um, another big difference between uh, a console release and a and a handheld release is just the resolution. That all of the all of the assets, models, textures have to look good on a on higher a, resolution. That a, is a good a, point. At 1080p on a 50 inch screen.
0: Brave the Bravely games are fully voiced, at least for cutscenes. Um. Villi- like when you're when you're talking to NPCs, they're not all right. voiced. But the second you get into a cutscene, and they even have additional scenes with a lot of dialogue as well, so those are fully voiced in both mm-hmm. English and Japanese. Um, so to that end, I can see what you mean by what you expect between handheld versus
1: right. So I guess but
0: we- with with I.
1: So when I'm looking at Ison like I Am Setsuna, so I'm I'm looking at something. I'd say, okay, well, it's it is, it's, a, it's a full console release, but it's also playing it. You can feel the the grip on the money purse uh, in the game where, rightly saying, there's a lot of reused assets. There's a lot of, um, even you know, the environments, the towns are all just rearranged versions of the same town. It's not like Final Fantasy VII or just a, to pull an example out of my house, where every town, pull an example out of my house, um, <laughs> <laughs> something every else. Town. That, yeah, every town has its own personality. Calm looks different than you know, Juno. Um, Juno, or <laughs> any like all these other all these towns have their own words. I am Satsuna is just rearranged snowy houses. Yeah, um, with the same the same basic thing. So. You start saying, "Okay, well, is this if I'm going to pay sixty dollars for a game with you know uh, FMD cutscenes and FMD cutscenes? I'm dating myself here now, <laughs> uh, and and you know full voice work and you know that that clearly has um, this like, this extra level of production with all of these unique." Uh, st- set pieces and everything else in the game um then am I paying like those are the things I see costing money a good story doesn't cost a lot of money um a smart combat system doesn't cost a lot of money even good level design doesn't necessarily doesn't really cost a lot of money it just
0: takes um you know intelligence well again. yes and no depends on what you're working with right um there's, right, that, there's that, like, that, that, I think we might be getting a little bit too off the topic but um I do see what you're saying. Like, I I see... Because even on my... Like, I I, I even now wonder... If this game were released on the 3DS... Would I have cared if I paid $40 for it? Would I be asking this question? Or is it only because it released on console that I'm now asking this question? And... For me, I do feel like I Am Setsuna feels more like a $20 or $30. But... And that's probably what's staying me from uh, grabbing Lost Fear immediately, because after playing this, it's like yes, I will definitely play Lost Fear, but not for fifty dollars.
1: Not for fifty dollars, and
0: I gotta, I, I got, I, I have the added, uh, quote unquote, bonus of I'm going to wait for it to be available on Switch, which, Well, on sale on Switch, I should mm-hmm. say, which. Yeah you never know when it's actually going to be on sale on Switch. So...
1: Yeah. I'm I'm probably going to play it on PS4 so I'll have... I'm sure... Because you hate good things. I hate good things. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But... But So I can understand where where some people... Where it feels more like a budget release. But I also would say at the same time... That remember that Sonic Forces released new at forty dollars. <laughs> so are you going to say that this is a better game than Sonic Forces? That should be more, you know that or that will be t- that Sonic Forces is a better I'll game. I'll finally
0: <laughs> play Witcher three, and we'll be doing a podcast on that. You're going to be like, yeah, but you see, it's Sonic. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I meant when to- he kisses the princess. It's, you know. <laughs> does Gerald ever kiss a princess? I don't know. I've done like he does a lot of uh, other... he kisses a lot of people.
1: Kisses um, a lot of a lot of other things with a lot of people.
0: Fortunately, you- Sonic does not go there <laughs> unless you go on a Tumblr or <laughs> <No>. uh, Deviant Art. <laughs> Anyways, um, now let's get a little bit of the story. Which we the problem with this, this is where I was going to break
1: up The Witcher Three. By the way,
0: oh god. Um... Actually, right before we discuss story, uh, there is one... I don't think the dungeons were ever really a problem throughout the game until near the end... Where they started to get very meandering. Like, the last couple of dungeons... um, Like, the one where Julian's got to answer the questions, that one takes a while. And the last dungeon in particular is a bit of a slog to get through. It's also... Part of it is because it's like a... It's like
1: there's three different zones... ...to the dungeon, if I if I remember recalling correctly. Like, the first part... Like, you need to
0: cross... It's a very brief first part. Right,
1: you need to cross Overworld, then you're in the sort of frozen town. Then you're in... No, you're
0: just in the frozen town. Okay. What? If we're talking the final dungeon... oh, uh, ...the town... Right. You well. You, yeah. You land in the over. We probably you go, shouldn't talk that much about the final dungeon, actually. But yeah, three segments. Right. So there's like a, right. There's
1: three. There's three segments. The one is short. The second one is fairly long, and the third one
0: is the least interesting to look at.
1: Yeah, and I mean, what it comes it down also, to is the third one has puzzles in it too. Like loose yeah, puzzles yeah, where
0: quote unquote
1: puzzles. Where you know, okay, flip the switches this way to get a thing, flip the switches this way to yeah. get through, and then
0: yeah. And I think by that point, it's very obvious that the way the dungeons are designed is narrow path that might lead to a treasure, big space to fight an enemy.
1: And there's so, also the enemies some of the enemies in there Again, if, unless you were just nuking them, like, unless you were sneak attacking and, or whatever and nuking them.
0: You get the sneak and then you get the momentum. Yeah. Right,
1: that, it was, some of those, uh, those battles could be pretty tough. And oh, especially
0: the last, the last stretch. The like, you're we fighting, like,
1: the T-Rexes?
0: Yeah, the last stretch has the three, I avoided those.
1: Because those yeah.
0: T-Rexes have, like, a, oh, you killed me, here's my, like, kill everybody.
1: Oh, yeah, and now they, I'm going to do, right, yeah.
0: And it's like, you, you want me to fight three of those in a single fight, like, No. Nope, no, I'm done. Let's yeah, go. So, I, I, I do think that is a, uh, like that was probably a negative, but but I think that's also to the to the point that the game. I
1: you know, I like I said, I enjoyed the game. Some people I've heard you, know, I've heard people say I hated the music. I hated the fact that everything was snowy. I liked the, I loved the music. I loved the fact. I love the the whole aesthetic of the game. Even if it was. But the fact is right. By the time you got to the end, it felt a little bit repetitive. It started feeling repetitive. It farted. You... It farted. (laughs) It got to the point where it was... It turned into a slog where now you were doing your duty to finish this dungeon. And until you... I think when you got to the last boss zone, it sort of...
0: It, it picked up again for me. Like, okay, like, this this is this is. Oh, cool. yeah, I was fun once I got to the final boss. It's just, okay, you're on your last stretch. Fight, like, three T-Rexes at the same time.
1: Right. You're on it's, this last stretch. These dungeons...
0: No! This, I don't want to...
1: This dungeon is long and boring. It has tough enemies that you don't want to fight. And then story dump. And then... Yeah.
0: A pretty cool final
1: boss. It's a pretty cool, fi- pretty cool final boss section. Um, and you died on the first time because you couldn't remember. Well, no... I, I died before the final boss the first time. Oh. I died on the pre-final boss the first time. But it was, again, because remember my strategy? I didn't... One, I didn't... Sa- oh, I did save. But I went into the fight. I hadn't switched my party to my fresh party. I was Ooh. on my low MP, low health party. So I had to start the battle trying to get everybody back in shape, and I never recovered. <laughs> but anyway.
0: So... And clearly you did have enough mega elixirs
1: and that's my other problem I never use I, I will never you're at
0: the end of the game that no, is the time no
1: what if I need that what if there's <laughs> one more
0: final form <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so story the problem with trying to discuss the story is that it feels very straightforward until the end and once you hit the end that's obviously when all the spoilers are so, you can read, because I try to be as spoiler-free as possible mm-hmm. on my blog, my I Am Setsuna feature, you can go, you can read it. It's gamertagged.net slash index.php slash I underscore M underscore Setsuna. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, you can go, you can read that, um, get as much detail of my thoughts as you can with as few spoilers as possible, but otherwise... I mean, the best I can say is this game has a theme of what is a like what makes life worth it, what is a life right. worth, something along those lines. Like It is about life. Um, it's about, right, it's about
1: doing, it's about basically doing something, I feel like, not...
0: What do you do with your life, yes. Yeah, what,
1: what, what do you do with so, your life, so...
0: I think that helps make it a game worth replaying. I, think, I enjoyed the combat, and I liked the story enough I, that I would like to go through it again one day. Yeah. I
1: know. I, I would agree. I would like to go through it again, too. I, um, I, And I would like to, having finished it, The some of the themes become, which we can't talk about now in the spoiler-free section of the podcast, some of the themes become more clear only at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I'd like to go back through and see – again, see how those develop.
0: And this even goes along the lines of what you were saying and what I discovered too. um, Looking online and finding people's uh, opinions on things like GameFAQs and Steam and uh, all these other communities that are saying like – and even like uh, blogs and reviews that are talking about how they were disappointed that none of your choices mattered. Even that really has a purpose? I think it Um, does. But to really get into it, again, we have to discuss spoilers. So at this point, know that one of the reasons Steve and I uh, do really like this game is because of the narrative. So I recommend if you've been curious about this game, like you probably know enough by now of what we've said and what you've heard from other people, but this is a pretty good game. If you don't want it at $40, get it at $20. But if you like these old school kind of JRPGs, go ahead, knock like, get it on a sale or something, it is worth the time, um, but when it comes to the nitty-gritty of the story, if you really do care about that kind of a thing, stop now, we're going to be talking all the nitty-gritty of the end, so. And if you have played the game and you weren't so warm on it, hopefully the spoiler section will help you see some of why we dug it. So... Starting now, we are in spoiler mode territory. Swing
1: your sword or don't swing your sword.
0: Swing your sword or don't swing your sword. The two choices that I think, even if they don't quote unquote matter in a traditional sense, matter in that when you sit there, you think about it, um, and especially at the yeah. end, that it calls back because the very first—that's the very first choice you really have—is you walk up to Sentiments, swing your sword or don't swing it, and. I think I decided to stay my blade, but evidently if you choose to swing the sword, Ender just chooses to stay his blade anyway. (laughs) And that's what gets the bad precedent, but it's also kind of necessary because what is the game then asking? They basically ask, uh, why kill a girl that's going to die anyway? And at the very end of the game, it comes right back around to that swing your sword or don't swing your sword doesn't matter, Setsuna's dying but it has a completely different feel to it then. And yeah. I sat there for a long time trying to figure out what I wanted my choice to be only for it to not really matter, but yeah, the I, thing is the, it, it's like I, I sat there for a minute too, It's yeah. like a telltale game, where you know the choices in the end aren't really going to matter that much beyond some minor change it's more about being in the moment and For I Am Setsuna, being in that moment mattered to me. Yeah. Uh,
1: I... I, It is. It's funny. Um, One of the things I was thinking about is just... And this goes for all the choices in the game. I think the fact... Even if the game doesn't let you make the wrong choices... The fact that they're there... Sort of gives the right choices a little
0: bit more weight, right? Yeah, I can see that. Like, like, so, if,
1: so if, if if at the end of the game, it feels it like just, you're,
0: you're you it feels like you're remembering your lines or you, you you're following the script if you choose the right quote unquote answers.
1: Right, but at the same right, so it's sort of it's the illusion. I mean, the way you like you said, I mean, games are all about this, right? It's the illusion of agency, right?
0: Yes, like. um... I mean, the real agency is in your sprint night customization and right. the fluxes, which you didn't even get any of those yourself. I mean, that that kind of customization—that's right. where the real agency is for the player. But no, it is this illusion that you're in some level of control and you're somewhat involved. That Endear is at least somewhat your character,
1: right? And even if he's always if he's always being the guy, and everyone else is like, "No, don't do that. We no, we're not going to do that. Are you crazy." The whole time, you still kind of had some choice. But I just think the idea that, okay, like, the fact that from the start, you know, swing your blade or don't swing your blade. The fact that when you choose don't swing your blade, especially if you don't really know for sure what hitting, if swing your blade is just going to end the game right there or something (laughs) like that, or if, you know, that, right, it, at least for some players... There's an illusion there that I could have gone the other way. I could have swung the blade and ended the story right yeah. there. And, and maybe it is only an illusion, uh, but I think in some ways it's it's no, it's no less effective than, again, the whole illusion that anything in most games you could change.
0: Now, where I would argue is where do, do these choices end up holding up to scrutiny... When you consider um, the 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 Time Lady, the First Sacrifice, effectively. When you consider her statement... Time Judge. Time Judge, that's right. Uh, I think she does give you her actual name, but I can't remember it. But the Time it was, Judge...
1: It was like a difficult she, to pronounce. She, um...
0: Name. Yeah. Alright, so the Time Judge says outright like you guys have done this all before like you've you've followed every one of these steps you come this way and firstly that choices don't matter actually fits in with that statement right that it, it gives you this a little bit of predestination feeling that you've done this all before so what with or without ender we know what the party's going to do but at the same time she says, the only difference is that Ender's here. And why would Ender's presence mean... And I guess this is where it depends on how you want to look at it, because it's kind of loosey-goosey. Like, if I want to give them, the developers, the benefit of the doubt, if Ender's being a jerk the whole time and disagreeing with everyone, it makes them even more, all the more adamant. Versus... Ender agree, agreeing with them or, like, uh, saying the sure, right thing at the Making the right time. call and guiding. Making the right call, yeah, it's guiding. Maybe them. they made the wrong
1: decision. Even
0: at the end, you can decide, like, nah, just, like, do do what you've always done every other time. You can make that choice, but Setsuna or someone else in the party will be like, nah, let's fight the guy this time. <laughs> and it should be Ender's choice. And then the, I think one of his... Okay, second-to-last choices. Before you fight the final boss, you get three options, and it's different ways to basically pump everyone up, even if it's an insult kind of a deal.
1: Right, at the end, it's sort of like, right, you don't get... Now it's not... Right, now it's not sort of derail what we're doing or do the wrong thing versus do the right thing. It's like... Yeah, let's fight. Let's kill them.
0: Um, So... It, it, that that is where I would th- I would say things kind of eh, they're a little shaky, yeah. Um, because I like the idea that no matter what you choose, it feels it feels into this kind of predestination thing. But again, if Ender's supposed to be what makes the difference, and yet at the same time, we do have again that first and the last question: the swing of your sword. And Eterna, I mean not Eterna uh, Setsuna says she's a titular character. Damn it! I mean, come on. But Setsuna says, you know, just see my journey through to the end and then you can kill me then. Hmm. And so, perhaps because of that promise that she has someone to lean on for that. Interesting. She is given, like, be it his cold attitude or his warm attitude. Because I tended to play him as a rather warm guy. Yeah, I
1: I tend to, I made the... the... I mean,
0: I I, I varied it because I like to sort of, because I like to do a little bit of role playing. There were, a couple,
1: there were a couple of choices I made where the rest of the party was like, "Back, man, what are you doing? Um,
0: and early on, especially, because it's like, okay, this guy was almost going to kill her just because he was hired to kill her. So he's a little cold. But yeah, by the end, yeah. it's like he's been warmed up. He's been impacted by her. He's been touched by her. Like, um, you know, all that melodramatic bullcrap. Yeah. But otherwise, otherwise, like that's a little, uh, um, but... I appreciate that there is that sort of... There's still that... Not continuity, but it still makes sense that... None of your choices matter because... Blah. Predestination. All that stuff. At the same time... All of the characters in some way do still feed into what is a life worth. Because... Even Ender's presence, that indicates... Like, what does a life matter? What can you do with your time here? And Ender... By being present, changed things.
1: Even whether he's a jerk or not, he changed, right. He changed. Just by things, being present. Just
0: by being present. And. Yeah,
1: I think there's. That's. There's. um... I think there's definitely something to that. That'd be, uh,
0: <laughs> well, what do you think about how all the different characters kind of convey that? Because there's a few things like. Um, so, okay, so so sort of big big
1: spoiler, we've got Eterna, right? Yes. And she's been doing this for as long as the Time Judge has been doing this.
0: She's effectively a creation, an artificial creation, semi-clone of the Time Judge,
1: yes. Right. Um, so she's been, however long this has been going on, a thousand years or whatever, so she's she's been doing this. So so anyone knows about Cycles, it's it's her. Then, or
0: she was a recent creation because they're running out of time.
1: I I got the impression that she's been, she's been at the very least, she remembers all of the current loops. Yes, which uh,
0: which, Which has been a long time. Which has
1: been a long time. But I, I I, I got the impression she was older. Um, Then you have Nadir, who.
0: He's, he's did, part of a failed
1: Right, he uh, was part sacrifice. of a failed. That well, it, sort
0: of failed, because I think they, they made it, Well, a different sacrifice made it. The originally intended sacrifice died. Right, was that supposed to be? Or went home. Of... No, 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 because he's he's technically Setsuna's uh, dad. He is Setsuna's biological father. It was confusing, yeah. I can't remember all. Oh, I, I just played the game and the details are already muddled. Uh, I think um, there was actually
1: we we didn't we knew it. now was, did all the side quests too which might have cleared some of that up but I believe if I'm that's correct, right no 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 because she yeah his mom, what did his mom do I thought it was something like his his uh, her aunt was supposed to be the sacrifice right there was a switcheroo there was a switch what right yeah. yeah but so anyway but anyway so you've got another guy so he's been part of this he's been he's been here before
0: he's done it before he's failed. And he's trying to hide his disgrace. Like he, he, right. he failed, so he feels shamed, and so he just sticks around one village, just killing monsters, right. uh, pretending to be some foolish old wanderer. And um, but on this I, journey, he he finds right. Well, anyway, the, I'm,
1: I'm trying to like. Then you've got you've got Kier, right? Kier, yes. Who now he's. He's something different from these other other ones because he's he's more like Setsuna. Yes, he's a, he's a kid. Um,
0: he's a kid, and he effectively chooses to decrease his lifespan because, like his race, uh, his race of people only live on average if they're at the full magical power. Um, it's like the idea of a candle that burns bright. Right, like the one that burns brightest burns fastest. Um, So, if they're at full magical power, they basically die in their 30s or so. So, in order to live a much longer lifespan, they stash their magic away in this big rock thing and try and live out their lives as weaker beings. But, he makes a decision that it would be more worthwhile to, especially to help Setsuna, to save her, um, to take on this magic and decrease his longevity because... What's the point of life of it? like if you yeah. don't do something
1: with it? You don't do it. So you kinda of have this idea, so with especially with those characters, I feel like you've got right, so you've got Eterna who just is eternal. Uh, hey, right. look, it's right there in the name. Right there. So in the she's name. just so she what does her life matter? Because her life is endless, an endless cycle of of sacrifice of everyone else sacrificing. Um, you've got Nadir trying to Break his cycle as well. He's trying to break the cycle of, of, the, of the failure, um, and also because he's I didn't been even par- think
0: about that the idea of breaking cycles because even Keir's doing that with his uh, family, right? Uh, or rather, his village, his clan, because they're stuck in this cycle. They're it's, constantly hiding from us. They're
1: hiding, they're hiding, and rather than rather than fighting, and you've got the in some ways the biggest part of all is you have Julienne, who she is. The ancestor, the descendant, the descendant of, of, of the people who the... really started this whole thing. Yeah, the, the ones the kingdom, who are to blame. The kingdom—they're they're to blame. They—they they did these experiments and just ended up basically causing the apocalypse and the end of the world, more or less, um, through through their things. And so now she's the the descendant of this, trying to bring about the end of the destruction that was caused by her ancestors. And then basically what you inject into that is is nobody. Ender, he's nobody. He's just yeah. some guy. He doesn't have any part in this and this big cycle. And what? now he's in here and he's the one who makes the difference to break it.
0: And in some ways cuz he himself breaks a cycle because he's he's from a clan of mercenaries that that's all they do is they're mercenaries. Right. So I mean may, that might be a stretch but you're right. Now, like looking in hindsight, I think the idea of breaking cycles is another big part of what this game is trying to do. And I'd never even thought about that. So, yeah. good call on that. Very <laughs> good call. Um, but yeah, I mean that's, that, that's Ender's got no point but to be a mercenary. Like that's all they do. Yeah. It's whoever they got hired for. The guy has a big discussion with you at the very beginning of the game. And yet, this mission—like you're not—you're not getting paid for it, really. Hmm. You're not getting a profit for it. Like you you are you are you are on this journey for uh, self-interest, ultimately, rather than well, okay. Mercenary traditionally would be self-interest, not for profit, not for monetary gain, but for um, some other kind of fulfillment and satisfaction. Right. So. No, I think this. I think this is a story that a lot of people have given too little to, and maybe because everyone's too used to things like the J.J. Abrams mystery box. You got to have yeah. this, that, and the other thing. There is a bit of a mystery box in this, but yeah. it's again, it feels largely straightforward until some of the revelations of the ending, which uh, contextualize a lot of stuff. Um, but I guess because it doesn't have the big shock and the value, or maybe because people want to be wowed, like when they were inexperienced in games and stories and narratives when they were younger. Yeah. And I am such it doesn't really wow you, but it doesn't make it a bad story. No. Um, I mean, when you consider what we last week, how we were arguing over uh, whether or not Final Fantasy IV was a good story or not. <laughs> And I would definitely say I Am Setson is a better story. And, and, and for some,
1: to some degree, it, the simplicity helps it there, right? Where that's sort of one of, the, one of the, the things that Final Fantasy games have gone by is that you can't really explain the story of a lot of Final Fantasy games. Like even some of the better ones, like Final Fantasy XII. Give me like a two or three sentence explanation of Final Fantasy XII.
0: Evidently Star Wars is the one that most people go with. But like
1: actually explain the plot. Like, okay, well I don't you've know. got I haven't beaten it. Uh, okay, well you've got this kingdom and it's in between these two larger kingdoms. No, and he,
0: that and, was a little unfair because uh, Matsuno, the, 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 the scenario designer, he likes his political intrigue. That's true. Or even Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah, that's what I was I mean, looking for. Tell me what what's the deal with the foul sea and yeah, the you la sea la sea and all sea that and foul sea the, the and the the, 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 the Pulse Lise and the Cocoon. You got the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and
1: Sadducees. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like I mean, any just basically try and go through it and try and, and I mean, where I am. So soon, I think you have you have this simplicity, and then you have this really kind of easy to break down idea of it, where um, where there's just cycles, and and sort of breaking those cycles, and and things being you know renewed from it. And I think there's a lot of mythology, the some of the naming and other things, and, and some of the design pulls from um, the. It seems a bit more Norse myth. Norse, yeah. And again, like that's a big part of Norse mythology is, is cycles. Yes, is that yes we're going to call that there's you know eventually this, this whole this is going to come to its, its end and then Ragnarok is going to happen and then those that are left are going to repopulate and rebuild and the cycle is going to begin again of of growth and death. Oh, and,
0: you know what too. My brother brought up a good point. We we recently watched um, an anime called *Madoka Magica*, um, and he said there's a lot of Buddhist themes and ideas. And one of the things he describes is I can't remember what it's called. It's like a Buddhist something. Blah blah blah. blah. Like not you don't become a Buddha, but like there's there, there's people that achieve nirvana, but then there are people that are so selfless that rather than fully achieving nirvana, they get partway there and then help others achieve it. Hmm. And when you think about Setsuna's final act act her final sacrifice, she effectively does that with this kid that was made into, like, the biggest monster ever hmm. to try and maximize max, ma- uh, magic potential. Because she effectively right. takes him into herself and kind of helps him achieve...
1: His peace, peace, and yes. His end.
0: Um. So, you can even get because, like, like you find like Christ figures and other things in Western media and the heroic journey all the time in Western media. But in Japan, you might find like we we aren't as familiar with Buddhism, hmm. but there's a lot of aspects to it in a lot of their media, and that might be something that's going on there too. Um. I, I I actually might be inclined well, to look more into that religion just so I could get a better reading. You can understand, Japanese yeah. I mean that, and I think
1: human. I think, and again, I'm not, um, you know, much more than a Wikipedia page deep in understanding of a lot of Eastern religions. Um, but I think cycles are are a big part of that. I mean, you have what Ahura Mazda, right, is the god of 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 basically of cycles of circles of maybe. Um Shrug Okay I, I, you know, The world but, is
0: carried Upon the back of a turtle That's uh, one of those Old religions No no But anyway
1: Anyway But no, that's That's that, common In anime and video games Yeah right Um Well then, no It's 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 Actually it's on the back Of four elephants Who themselves Are balanced On the back Of the great world World turtle Dude there's all kinds of yeah, sorry, that's, um, There's a bunch That's yeah. uh Terry Pratchett That's Terry Pratchett
0: Uh Uh Discworld. Discworld, yeah. Uh, it's balanced something. Anyway. Uh, okay, yeah, he would take it that way. Yeah, he would take it that way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, no, yeah, I think... And so I think in some ways, gutting way back around, the story is... Cycling around. Cycling back around, yeah. I think the story is better for some of its simplicity. I mean, even say Final Fantasy IV, right? You've got, like... Um, you know, moon people and you know, you know what I'm talking about all that I can only remember half of it. Um, Yeah, like Fusoya. Right. And so I I appreciate the simplicity in the narrative. I appreciate the the sort of the the themes you can kind of drag out about the themes about doing something that matters. um, about the themes about, you know, uh, helping others and all that, you know, typical kind of stuff. But I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the way it's presented. Um and this idea of breaking cycles and and all of that. I think I think it's a it's 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 cool to unpack. I think there was a lot of thought. And again this is where where I was kind of saying before how the things that you kind of expect out of the big budget games, the things that are expensive, the fancy graphics and the pre-rendered cutscenes and the, uh, you know, fully, everything, everything's fully voiced and branching pathways that are also fully voiced so that like, you know, and if you play a game for 50 hours and you only really, there's 20 hours of the game that you didn't hear because you took these branches and all that kind of stuff. But the things that aren't expensive are, you know, a good story, thoughtful design, and things like that. And I think I think I am Setsuna does have that. It has it has these, you know, this thoughtful design and it has these these philosophical underpinnings and other things that I think are really well put together.
0: Yeah. I mean overall it's funny because as you're saying a lot of these things about big budget games. I think the at the end of the day for me, like on paper a lot of people might say a game like Skyrim is a better game, or even, like, we got, what, Far Cry 5 coming out, and it's like, because you got the emergent gameplay, you make your own story, you tell people, and I understand that, but I am sitting as a smaller budget game, and it may not be as great on paper, but the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, I'm thinking about it, mm. and I'm thinking about it in ways that none of the Elder Scrolls games would have me think about them, I'm thinking about it in ways... A Far Cry game as much as they try by placing a game in Montana, um, <laughs> have me thinking about it. And that is, I think, the, the mark of that, that's what goes back to those old games. So I think I am Setsuna got a raw deal from a lot of people. I do not think it is the disappointment a lot of people have made. No,
1: I definitely don't think so either. I, I uh, it's, it's, I think it's, it's still, even though I, you know, Took me two years to beat it. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely is a is a standout for me.
0: And I do want to get Lost Sphere. We should get it at the same time. Oh okay, yeah, we should get it, it. Yeah, we'll get it. But I'll have to get it on Switch and you get it on PS4. Because you you hate good things. I hate good things. So um, thanks for sticking around, people. This is probably a longer one than I imagined, but so uh, you know where to go: facebook.com slash ramble pack sixty four and youtube.com YouTube slash ramble sixty four and OC, and gamertagged.net, All of the usual places: theprogmind.com Uh, for Steve, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, chat with you all again later. All right, have a good day.